righty, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. For those of you that are new here, for those of you that are just checking the podcast out for the very first time, my name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome to my podcast. You know, I've been doing this podcast for over 10 years now, over 560 episodes with awesome people here in Salt Lake City. So I invite you to dig through that back catalog of episodes. I'm sure there's one or two people in there that uh, you're like, hey, I know that person. I want to listen to that conversation. Hey, today on episode 568, I get a chat with Mira Patel. She is the owner of The Juice Shop. Not sure if you've heard of these guys, uh, The Juice Shop. They're located right downtown at 888 South, 200 East in Salt Lake City, We're going to get into the story, the conversation, the obstacles that she went through, uh, what you can find on the menu, and what you can expect in the future with the juice shop. Uh, I'm going to put all the links to connect with her at IamSaltLake.com, as well as all the uh, back episodes of the podcast are going to be there as well. Hey, I know I've chatted on here that I'm a real estate agent. Well, I just want to remind you guys again, I'm a real estate agent here in the uh, Salt Lake City area. So if you're thinking of moving across town, if you're thinking of moving to the area because you hear how awesome Salt Lake City is, I'd love to help you out. I'd love to answer any real estate related questions. Um, Or if you just want to talk about the current market, I know there's a lot going on with that. Uh, Shoot me a text. Give me a call. My cell phone number is 801-244-2908. Or if you just want to call and say hello or shoot me a text, I love to hear from my listeners as well. All right, let's jump into that conversation that I had with Mira Patel from uh, The Juice Shop. This is a good one. So let's get into it. I like to start right at the beginning of these podcasts, Mira, of let's lay it out for my listeners. Let's introduce The Juice Shop. Let's introduce you. Uh, when did the juice shop open? You haven't been open very long, correct? No, we just celebrated our four months on October 24th. So a little less than five months and it's been a, it's been a blast. It's been a really, really humbling process, but really fun. So four months ago you opened up, what was the motivation behind even wanting to open the juice shop? Yeah. Uh, good question. I So I actually grew up here. I grew up in Salt Lake City right on the East Benches. Uh-huh. I spent the first 18 years of my life in Salt Lake City. And, you know, luckily I had parents and come from a culture where sort of travel was super important to my family and, you know, getting to experience other cultures and languages and cuisines and that type of thing. So we were always exposed to so many different things outside of what Salt Lake City had to offer. And I knew I was going to leave for undergrad, which I did. Um, And then I went straight to New York to work. And I was like, you know, I would never come back to, to Utah. You know, the things I left for were in New York. So diversity, um, just, just a lot of opportunity that I really wanted to seek and the types of people that I wanted to be around because Utah at the time of growing up was, you know, obviously super white, super Mormon, Um, and my name is Mira Patel. I'm neither of those things. Um, and so I left and I was in New York forever and then had my second daughter in March of 2020. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And this was all in New York going on, right? Yes. Yes. Well, New York was ground zero for COVID. So it was, it was pretty terrifying to be around, especially with a newborn and a two-year-old sort of, you know, just wondering what is 
life going to be like? You know, yeah. how long is this going to last for? And so my husband and I, he also grew up in Utah. We came home for what we thought was a weekend. We brought two kids and a, you know, weekender and a breast bump. And we're like, we'll be back. Um, but obviously the pandemic went on a lot longer than we all expected. And, you know, a weekend turned into a week, which turned into a month, which turned into three months, which turned into, you know, let's get an apartment as opposed to floating from parent house to parent house. Um, so we rented an apartment in Sugar House and I was astonished by all the growth, you know, all of the apartments coming up, all of the buildings coming up, the construction, just the types of people that were in this sort of truly one of the only walkable neighborhoods uh, in Salt Lake City that I knew of growing up here. And I just felt a pull to come home. You know, it was just sort of like, okay, there's something happening here. The city is transforming. The world is transforming. You know, we're never going to go back to pre-COVID times. Things are changing. And so I thought, okay, why don't I think about what I want to do if I were to do something here? Um, and my career has always been marketing, branding, advertising, building big other, you know, big, big, big brands, but for other people. So I worked, you know, internally in the global marketing role at Gap. I worked internally global marketing at PepsiCo. I went, uh, I was agency side at an at a agency called Ogilvy & Mather, which is one of the biggest global ad agencies in the world, working on a number of big consumer brands and uh, media. You know, I was most re recently at Refinery29, which is a women's lifestyle media company. Um, and we were helping brands make connections with customers. And I knew, I felt like I knew how to do that well. But the other side of it, what, what this was going to be was still to be determined. Um, and I sort of, I was trying to figure out what are my passion points? How do I know what direction to head in? And I took a Clifton Strength Finder exam. Do you know what that is? It sounds familiar. I, pro I yeah. probably have done one. I just. <laughs> yeah, it's like a really cool self-evaluation that's very accurate. And it gives you a list of your top strengths. Oh, yes. Uh, based yes. on well, like an hour-long similar ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one in particular I found very helpful because it, it sort of narrowed down, okay, I'm really good at these three things, which is, you know, getting communities together, solving complex problems, you know, finding talent, putting things together and seeing them through, making a plan, uh, like all of these little nuances that made me think, okay, my passion points along with the things that I am good at, mm -hmm. right? Like lie in this intersection of health, wellness, and hospitality. You know, when you come to an Indian person's house, you're never not going to get offered something to drink and eat. We're all about hospitality, right? Like we're all about community. We're all about gathering around a kitchen and sharing a meal or sharing a drink together. And I love that. And then you think about like Utah culture, like it's very swig. It's very like dirty soda. It's very like not healthy yet in a way that it could be. It. And I feel like the market wants and needs utah you know, loves their sugar they love their sugar they, they love it but it's like poison we're just going through a giant pandemic where we're realizing the importance of health and wealth yeah and wellness right and so i'm like okay the competition around super healthy but still unpretentious food and drink is 
it isn't there in the way that it could be. So I, that's what I want to bring to this community, you know, bringing something healthy, bringing something fun, bringing something that has always been kind of standoffish and pretentious, Mm -hmm. but do it in a way that makes people feel good about coming in feels good about, you know, what they're ingesting. It's not weird stuff. It's not, you know, if you look at our packaging and you look at our color palette and you look at all of the different elements in which even our tone of voice and the way that we use social, right? It's all just to say we're here, we're a community, but we're just fueling you so that you can do the things that you want to do in your life. And that's really what the juice shop is all about. It's why it's called the juice shop. You know, like a lot of people think it's a placeholder name because it's kind of funny and just kind of it is what it is. But I kind of like that about it because, you know, it doesn't need to be convoluted. There's so much confusion in all of the decisions that consumers have to make every day. I want to just it to be simple and easy and memorable. And then when you walk into our space, I want it to feel easy. I want it to feel very welcoming and that, you know, a hospitality element that I care so much about. And then obviously fantastic product that is function plus flavor. So I'm I'm looking here on your on your menu on your website. I mean it's a it's a simple menu. I mean Yeah. I, I'm imagining okay, let's let's even back up a little bit. So our listeners, I would imagine most people listening probably right now have never heard of you, have never yeah. been to your <laughs> shop. I mean, especially you've only been there for four months. So yeah. let's kind of like paint a picture. I mean, we're we're radio basically here, right? Uh, I mean, what, if they come into the juice shop, I mean, that's what they're going to get is, is a nice fresh juice, correct? Yeah. I mean, cold fresh juice is obviously a huge part of our menu. Okay. We have seven, seven different varieties, right? We have one, two or just, just, we do. Okay. We do because I feel like, you know, most juiceries you walk in, you get your juice and then it's a tiny box and you have to leave, right? You get your juice and you go. I wanted a space that felt super welcoming where you can grab a juice plus grab a bite and sit down. And so we spent a lot of time and I had a great uh, architect with me who helped ideate a space where, you know, we do have seating. We have great music. We have super friendly staff. We have the simple menu, but we execute it super, super well and consistent. And I feel like that's what customers rely on, you know, a great spot where they can count on the experience when they get there and then feel good about what they're eating and drinking when they leave. So what sets your business apart from all the other smoothie bars that are out there? Yeah, I think, look, we use incredible ingredients. Uh We're really careful about sourcing. You know, most smoothie bars, you think about the big box chain smoothie bars, it's all about you know, creating the biggest margin and turning out the biggest number of smoothies a day or whatever it is. But we're really thoughtful about how we source products. Uh, We don't have a ton on the menu, right? We're not trying to do it all. We're just trying to experiment with the things that we know are important to our customers. And we iterate in real time. We're constantly monitoring the data, right? And we're saying, okay, this is not something that our customer base wants. They want more lunch items. Okay, let's add another salad. You know, we do these amazing grain bowls. And and the flavors of our grain bowls span, you know, we have something inspired by a banh mi sandwich, but we do it in a grain format. We have something inspired by 
you know, a classic Greek salad, but we do it in a really health forward way. Um, there's just a lot of really thoughtful nuances to the ingredient pairings that we use that make it feel special. You know, these aren't just chickpeas, but we put turmeric and we put, you know, maca in our vinaigrette. Maca is a functional mushroom, great for your brain, right? So we're thinking about the whole experience of it's not just a dressing, a salad dressing. It's something that really does have that like health and wellness benefit to it so that when you actually eat it, you do feel good. You do feel better. And, and for my listeners, I mean, right here on your website, I mean, you, you vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, which I have a lot of listeners, like especially gluten-free listeners. I know I have a lot of gluten. I, I don't do gluten. Yeah. Um, and I know so I have a lot of listeners through the years I've interviewed gluten. So, so listen up if you're, they can, they can accommodate you here at the juice shop. So that's good. Now, what, what's your favorite drink here? What's, what's yours? What's my favorite juice? Like cold pressed Ooh. juice. These are some. Fun I mean, I love our ritual. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have a classic okay. green juice. We have one green juice. It's called the ritual. Yeah. It's the only juice that doesn't have any fruit in it. It's pure vegetables. Okay. And it's delicious. And, you know, it's called the ritual because it's something that you can drink or you could should drink every single day. But I'm very much like, you know what? I'm a mom. I have two children. I'm super busy. I don't have time to drink my green juice in the morning. You know, if you drink it at night, if you drink it with lunch, if you drink it before bed, it really is about just getting it in, you know? So I'm that one's like very special. The Mighty Melon, it's, it's our sort of seasonal watermelon, cardamom, strawberry. Most people have only had cardamom in a hot beverage, like a chai like a chai tea latte. Um, and my dad actually came up with that recipe. He was, he was like, why don't we do something just a little bit Indian to this just to bring out a new nuance and flavor. And so that one has been really nice just showing people, you know, how to use an ingredient in a different way. I'm looking here too. And, and how do you say this? Nepalis or it's a cactus? Nepalis. Yeah. yeah you, it's Utah cactus. It's just cat. It's Utah cactus. Cactus grown in Utah. Okay. I mean, is it? Ta- I mean, it must taste good. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a neutral flavor. It's kind of like aloe. It has the same sort of stretchy, okay. very hydrating property as aloe. Okay. Okay, that's it. I'm intrigued. I might have to give it a try just because I'm intrigued. <laughs> yes, please you know? come in and try something. Yeah. And then I like the idea you've you've added some activated charcoal to this one. I like I like that. You know, some good to to get uh, a good binder. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, and that's a really people love our black magic. Uh-huh. It's just a really fun elevated grown up lemonade. You know, and we use these fun names, and you know, in our packaging, it's just meant to be fun. It's meant to be really unpretentious and really easy. That charcoal lemonade, you can drink it on a hot summer day. You can drink it post workout. You know, our bottle shape and the bottle we use, it's meant to be carried around on an active day, so it's not glass. You know, it's meant to sit right in your car cup holder. It's the perfect size for that. So, because we know, you know, people are taking their drinks on the go and living active lives. And you you mentioned your dad uh, came up with a drink or something. And now, I mean, is any of your family helping you out there? I mean, your, even your husband, I mean, is he part yeah. of it, this? I mean, are they, they kind of there no, helping I mean, out? Kind of every, everyone's pitching in 24 seven. We're all, we're all doing things. Um it takes a village, you sure. know, I think it takes a, it takes a huge village to start a business. And I've had, you know, my mom and my sister have come and helped me with events. My husband's helped me with business models and, and all sorts of grocery runs, dropping off bananas when we need it. 
So it's been a very humbling process relying on so many people to make sure that, you know, the shop is up and running every single day that we're open. Well, and then plus even just having the support from family. A lot of people, yeah. I, you know, I see them or I'll talk to them or even including myself. I mean, there's been times where you don't have the support of your family yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, that's all I want is the support of my family more than anything. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's super, super, super hard. I've never felt luckier to have such an amazing just support system, right? Like people who who are rooting for me, but then also come to, to help when we need in micro and macro moments, you know, and it does, it takes the village. And so I always say to people, you know, if you don't have that support system, call me, DM me, like, I'll come help you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's the only way this, this world can happen or this job can happen. And you, you mentioned that you were, you've been open for four months. What are your long term? I mean, do you have like, where do you see this in five years? Do you have like, yeah. do you plan on opening up more juice shops? I mean, what, what do you want to take? Let's yeah. dream for a little bit. here. <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have some ideas, but I, I feel like what I thought this was going to be is a little bit different than what it is today. And I think it's going to be a little bit different tomorrow. I think I just care about creating an incredible experience, an incredible product for the customers in the space that we have at the moment. Like that's occupying my brain space. I think it's so cool though. We get customers from North Salt Lake, from Sandy, from Lehigh, and they all come uh, specifically for the juice shop. And I'm so grateful, so grateful to them, but it makes me realize, you know, the trend towards healthier eating and juice culture and juicing it's growing beyond, you know, the Salt Lake little bubble that I thought it was going to exist in. So I don't know, we could open several others, but I think I really need to figure out how do I make the first spot so, so awesome. And you're in a great, I mean, you're in a great location here. I mean, we should have even mentioned the address uh, up front. Uh, We can mention it even at the end as well, but just 888 South 200 East right there. Um, I mean, downtown pretty much. Uh, You're not, gosh, you're not far from uh, Kilby Court there. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Kilby Court at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great location. It's in a uh, block called the Maven District. Yeah. And the Maven District is a really, really awesome block of, you know, I don't, I don't know the exact stat, but it's upwards of 70% female owned businesses, which is pretty rad in itself. And a lot of the business owners are first time business owners like myself. So it's pretty cool to see and have that inspiration all around me of, you know, other women building businesses, creating second locations, obviously crushing it in so many different ways. And it's been fun to sort of cultivate mentors and mentorship um, on that block. I'm so I feel so grateful that we are in the spot that we are because the Maven is just it's a really cool community to be a part of. So, so you've made friends with the other business owners around you and, and everybody's yeah. supportive and everybody's helping each other, right? Totally. Okay. Totally. Awesome. And that's I think good that's really helpful as well. Right. So going back to the family piece and needing that support system, it's great to have built in mentors. You know, when things get crazy, it's nice to, to run around the block and ask someone a question on how to do something or, um, how to solve a problem. So on that note, 
you've opened a business, you've started, I mean, a lot of people listening to this podcast, I know are entrepreneurs and they might even be thinking of opening a business, right? It's, it's kind of a dream yeah. of theirs. Well, you've actually achieved that. You've, you've made that step. What advice would you give somebody who wanted to be a business owner or open up their own business? I mean, is there one or two little nuggets that you might, might give them? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just to take that first step, like the hard, I think the hardest thing is one, just deciding to do it, actually do it and say it out loud. I think when you say it out loud, it adds power to mm. the desire, I like right? That. Yeah. And then if you tell somebody else, it kind of holds you accountable because you don't want to not do it, right? And then I think it's about being humble and asking questions, trying to fill your gaps, turn those weaknesses into strengths by asking questions. Because I think what's cool about this community and what I've really, really benefited enjoyed, um, and enjoyed is getting to know other small business owners, right? Like there's an amazing community, especially amongst the women business owners in this community in particular, maybe in particular at this time is that people are so willing to lend advice and a hand and a contact or, you know, an opinion or five minutes of their brain space to sort of ideate something with you. And I think, you know, leaning on that and just sort of making phone calls, hustling, yeah. you know, doing that and not feeling like, okay, I should solve all these problems myself and I should know exactly how to do this. It's what's cool is people who are 10 years in are realizing, you know, they're still figuring things out. So I have a, a Facebook group. I don't know if you're part of it at all, but I invite you or and all the listeners to uh, join the I Am Salt Lake community. We're, we're on Facebook. Uh, just do a search there, I Am Salt Lake community. So I mentioned I would be chatting with you. And I have a couple of questions from some listeners oh, cool. uh, that they wanted me to ask you. So I'm going to ask you uh, from Breezy. She wants to know, uh, do she says, uh, do they compost the product scraps they don't use? Or what do you do with the pulps yeah. and things left over? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a little bit of both. A little, a little bit of a lot of things at the moment. So we're trying to figure out our long-term compostable strategy. What... I'm really focused on is being a zero waste kitchen, nice, which yeah. is really important. So for example, in the juicer we use to make our seasonal apple, we call it an apple chider. It's apples, organic apples, organic ginger, um, and sort of like a chai spice mix. Um, the ginger that we use in juice, we chop that up with garlic for our in-house chili crunch. Okay. Right. Um, so we're trying to find creative ways to reuse the ingredients that we that we use, right? Our carrots that we use for our crudite, for our beet hummus, uh, also go into our chicken stock because we make uh, organic chicken broth every morning. So we keep those scraps and we're continuously repurposing and reusing them. But we can always do better. Sure. You know, there's always more to do. But I think a first step at this juncture is really just finding creative ways to use the things that we've already used a couple different ways. So you'll see even in our bowls, for example, um, you'll see cucumbers across all four. 
You'll see uh, different ingredients used across multiple menu items so that we don't have to, you know, buy something and then use it once and then sort of waste it. So yeah. we're always repurposing. And then the third thing is really just monitoring the data, right? Like we had organic chicken as an add-on for our menu, but no one was buying it. So we're like, okay, pull it from the menu. We don't need it. If no one's buying it, why would we buy it and keep it and make it and store it and then throw it away in three days? You know what I mean? Well, exactly, so, yeah. Yeah. Sustainability is like a huge, huge, huge important thing to us, but we're constantly looking for ways to to improve. And then we have another question here from Robert. He wants to know if you sell wholesale. <laughs> do you sell wholesale at all? Yeah. Yeah, we do actually. We do. We're we're tiptoeing into the wholesale frontier. Mm-hmm. It is it's such an exciting opportunity, right? Like anywhere where we can put juice shop juices to give accessibility to more and more people in the community is something that really excites me. I would love if people would pick up a, a juice shop juice over a soda at any given place. Um, so we do wholesale, we can wholesale and yeah, tell Robert to get in touch. Awesome. Awesome. And what's the best way to uh, get in touch with you for something like wholesale? Just give you a call there at the shop or? or... Yeah. Yeah. Either give us a call at the shop or send us a, a message on social. Very cool. Very cool. And then we have a few, I have a, we'll have a couple of Salt Lake City related questions. We ask everybody that comes to the show here. If you've listened to the podcast, Mary, I'm sure you've heard me ask these questions. Um, We have family and friends, they they come and visit us or like you were even mentioning at the beginning, how you were coming and visiting from New York. I mean, when, when you have family and friends that visit you here, do you have like one or two places that you just love to take people to and show them, Um, you know, anywhere in the Valley? Yes. In terms of restaurants? Well, not, not, not necessarily restaurants. Just like, you know, we, we, we like to show off the city of like whether it's downtown, uh, some, you know, I, some people say Park City or Antelope Island or the Great Salt yeah. Lake or, you know, the downtown library is even really kind of cool to look at, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, like when I, when I bring people in, you know, I'll even take people to the temple downtown just cause it's part of our history here. You know, it's not really yeah, my, totally. my thing, but Hey, you know, it's, it's the history. Yeah, and, totally. um, you know, Hey, let's, let's go tour the city. Let's, and then I'll maybe take them up the Alpine loop if it's fall time, you know, stuff like that. I mean, my favorite thing here is just going up Mill Creek and just going on an awesome hike. There's just so okay. many different trails that you can that you can explore that people love. If they come, if they're coming to Utah, they're coming to be outdoors. Right. And like Red Butte Gardens is another one that is always on the agenda of someone visiting, just taking a walk or a stroll through the gardens or catching, you know, an outdoor show is always a good time. Yeah. But I think anywhere outside, really Park City, obviously Park City gets a lot of clout. But there's a lot of interesting restaurants and things that are happening downtown that I'm particularly excited about. I've been going to um, Franklin Cocktails and Kitchen a lot lately, and it's been high on my list to to talk to people about when we're talking about Salt Lake City. Awesome. Yeah, well, that, that was, a, you know, I like to know favorite local eating spots, so that's good to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Any other favorite local eating spots that you like? Um, I'm loving, I love the, um, Pago downtown, the new yeah, Pago. Yeah. Cause so the wine bar has been really fun. That's, uh, right around in my neighborhood and it's pretty cool to see a wine bar plop down 
in a very, you know, neighborhood friendly area in Salt Lake. It gives me hope that more people are able to do things like that. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's opening in the in the future that I'm excited about. But I think, you know, the food scene here is growing. There's a lot of interesting things to discover um, at every price point, which is really exciting. What would you change about Salt Lake City if you could change something? Ooh. And I know it's, it's a big question. However you know. want to interpret that, whether that's something totally doable or or just a pipe dream. Uh, I mean, I think, look, this is an amazing, amazing city. Obviously, there's millions of people moving here for a reason. I think Sully City still lives or still exists in a little bit of a conservative vein. It's like a little bit hard to understand some of the restaurant laws, for example, why we can't have sidewalk dining and can't have these experiences that make other cities so great. Um, I wish it was more walkable. I wish there was a lot more neighborhoods that you really felt that you could just go out and stroll versus having to get in a car because, you know, getting to to have to drive again is not my favorite thing about being back here. And, you know, there's pockets of really affordable housing, but I feel like it's getting really expensive. And I hope that that's not deterring really amazing people Mm -hmm. from moving here, being here, setting up shop here. Because I think once you spend some time in Salt Lake, you get to really understand that it's a really awesome growing community with so much opportunity. Very true. It's uh, that used to be the, the attraction of Utah was how cheap it was. You know, it's yeah. like, gosh, you know, you can get an apartment downtown for three, 400 bucks, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, even thinking about like why people come to Utah, right? To ski, to be outside, mm-hmm. for example, skiing is like impossible to do anymore because it's so expensive. Oh, plus it and takes it's forever so to crowded. Get, get there, yeah. And it's so crowded, right? And so the, so the accessibility around it is diminishing. And I think if we continue to not care for, the amazing nature that we have and all of the things that we have to offer, then it's going to be really challenging for people to, to really see Folly City as it is. You're speaking the truth. How can <laughs> listeners, uh, I know we've mentioned a few ways like your address and stuff, but as we kind of wind this podcast episode up a little bit, how can, how can my listeners get a hold of you or find out more about you, connect on social yeah. media, Let's let's run down the list of, of of links and stuff like that, and then I'll put all those with at imsaltlake.com as well with this podcast. But uh, let's okay, let's cool. mention those. Yeah, definitely follow us at the Juice Shop SLC. Uh, that's our Instagram handle and Facebook. Um, obviously, come check us out in person. That's the greatest way to get to know us. Come down to the Maven District, stop in. I'm almost always there, and I love to say hi to new and existing customers. Um, it's really such a welcoming spot, but really just follow us on social. We're doing a lot of events uh, in the up, in the upcoming weeks, just getting out into the community, meeting people, getting to know different business owners and businesses, getting to do partnerships and really fun things. So we're popping up all over the place. And if you follow us, you'll you'll be able to see where we're going to show up next. Very cool. Anything else you want to mention? Um, why we're still recording here? Why the podcast is still going? Anything? I, I know we just skim the surface with everything. I always tell people, you know, well, let's catch up down the road. Let's let's just bring you back on the podcast and and whatnot. Yeah. But but is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't bring up? No, I think I'm trying to think if we should 
cover, like, what haven't we addressed? I mean, I think it's more about discovery so people can just really understand, you know, our food philosophy, which we covered and why we sort of exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good. All right. Many thanks again to Mira Patel from The Juice Shop for joining me on this episode of the podcast. All of the links to get in touch with her are going to be at IamSaltLake.com slash 568. That's for episode 568. Go connect with her. Go shoot her a message. Let her know you heard her on I Am Salt Lake podcast. You know, that's the whole point of this entire podcast is to connect you with the local business and to keep our local economy alive. Hey, I know I mentioned I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent, you guys, and I'd love to help you out. My cell phone number is 801-244-2908. Give me a call with any real estate-related questions. But I also wanted to mention, I am on the Red Sign team, and we send out a couple of emails a month of cool things going on in Salt Lake County and Utah County, and I'd love to make sure that you're part of that uh, email list. So just shoot me a message with your email address and say, hey, I want to be part of the Red Sign team email, um, send out the email list where you will get a couple emails a month of things going on here in the city and activities that we have and even events that I have going on uh, with the Red Sign team. You know, we throw events on through the year and I would love to make sure you get invited to that. So reach out to me and let me know uh, your contact information and we will get you on there. So, and I'm here every week with a brand new episode of the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're connected on whatever social media outlet you're on. Um, and yeah, I'll see you guys next week on the next episode. Bye now.